Hi, it's Ricky here. Welcome to our special podcast series, which celebrates ACNA's 10th anniversary and which we're calling From the First Day. On the 10th of January 2011, we commenced ACNA with 31 employees, many of whom are still with us today and who will be sharing their stories with you. I hope you enjoy them. Sue, welcome to ACNA Open Mic. Oh, thank you very, very much. It's just an absolute pleasure to be able to share the joy of being involved with ACNA and moving forward for the last 10 years. Yes, because this is our very special series from the start. And Sue, I believe you're one of the first of the first. When did you join ACNA? I commenced ACNA in the beginning of January, or so around the 10th of January, when we all went out and uh, into a a meeting and it was a 40 degree day and it was one to remember. (laughs) Why was it one to remember? I want to hear more about this. (laughs) It was a 40 degree day and we all came together as one rather large group to meet Ricky and um, her other fellow leaders and we were set the challenge by a coordinator that came in to uh, put us through some um, a test to how do we navigate our way through a challenge of getting from A to B, using our skills as a team and building our team and finding out personalities and, and um, coming together and achieving a result, which was to get from A to B. Um, oh. It was the most uh, amazing experience because um, it just showed resilience and how people who are complete strangers have never met each other, you know, coming together to meet a common goal, which was to... How do we achieve and overcome? I am so stealing that activity. That is awesome. So, so A was 10 years ago and here you are at B. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. What are some of the highlights of that journey, that A to B for you? Oh, the amazing people that I've met, not only that I've worked with, but and the leadership, but also the most amazing people I meet in our community holistically, the capacity to be able to show and influence people's decisions by information and um, experiencing new ideas by showing them how to look at technique so that they can actually own that process of their leading forward in their independence because some people have been so challenged with lack of knowledge, thinking that they cannot cope anymore, where in our role we get that benefit of being able to come in and actually show people how they can actually review and re-look at a situation and think, well, there is another way. How about we try that? And that's just, you know, for me, that's the epitome of what we do. Oh, wow. And I've had the pleasure of talking to you throughout the day, Sue, and you said that it was really hard to choose any particular client story. Are there some things you'd like to share with us about all of those client stories over the last 10 years? Um, I suppose for me it's it's working with such a cross-culture in our community and particularly like today I had an example where I have an LGBTIQ household and they volunteered the information very freely but it was the way in which um, I approached them I suppose too I made it very relaxed and I just asked a very simple question and allowed them to respond and I thought well that was my lead to actually ask another question. We also wear the little lanyard on us um, with our LGBTIQ flag 
to enable people to see that we work across the community um, holistically and maybe give them some comfort that they can have a conversation that I'm not um, not aware of you know, that community and sensitivities if they have some, particularly in the ageing group where they often were um, not accepted at all and these ladies were well into their 80s and uh, coming together as a couple now in the last 15 years was quite a, an achievement you know, in their eyes to be able to be recognised. But also too, meeting some of our seniors who have you know, lost their way because they've been a partner with their husband or wife for the last 60 plus years and then having to re-establish themselves and enabling people to see that there's other opportunities and giving them um, a little encouragement to try something and then to have a phone call later or have contact later with them to explain to me how delighted they were to engage in that particular group that I'd suggested that they try and, and the the, um, the richness of, of their community connections and establishing new friendships. Is, you, know, you can't... Um, can't put words to that. It's just complete joy to see how lives can be changed. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing those reflections, Sue. And I'm sure there's many of your colleagues that just are agreeing and nodding right now. Sue, your journey to ACNA, so you talked about from A to B and what's been happening in between those two points in that last 10 years. Do you recall the moment where you thought, yeah, I'm going to join that organisation, I'm going to be a part of the ACNA journey? Well, I was actually a, a member of another organisation and we were put through a um, process of assessing, if we want to, just a journey of going through the assessment to as a part of their interview process, not knowing what we were going into, bearing in mind that it was the beginning of ACNA's you know, infancy of actually getting this off the ground once the funding and got approved, etc. Ricky had to then suddenly pull her team together while I was part of that vortex of people going through who's going to be where, you know, what are the skill sets, how do we, you know, filter those people. And we went through probably almost a good month or more of intensive assessment processes while they were formulating where to go to from the next step of getting people together to then suddenly finding ourselves in January 10 and amongst these people going, okay, so this is that, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? So we learnt as we went along on a very fast pace. And if I'd seen an advertisement, I would have actually embraced it anyway because, um, you know, you have the passion and the passion comes out through, I suppose, all of those filters that they use when they do those assessments. And um, it's about that understanding and communication and how we express and draw information from people and using the right gestures and keywords to maybe get together very quickly what we need to achieve and we do have to achieve that in a very short timeline so from the very get-go we meet people it's assessment time and it's very much about reading the situation and, and that comes back down to that ability to read and feel and sense people's with their guidance and, and allowing them to be guiding you as well so they can own the process and it's come to a conclusion so essentially that's what we're looking to achieve when we walk into a house and when we were first being interviewed we had to demonstrate those sort of skills so at that time we had no idea what we were going into but we knew we were going into something pretty exciting and um, yeah that's how we became invited to join part of the ACNA team. Oh wow it was quite a fast-paced, intensive journey. And I love that even from the start, those assessment centres ran strong. So oh. that is fantastic to hear. Well, Ricky 
has an amazing ability to foresee her, you know, vision and actualise her vision. And um, it was uh, quite a vision. And when you look back at the, the uh, fast track of, of, of time, you know, where has 10 years gone? I could actually say to you, I honestly don't know where 10 years has gone. It does not seem like 10 years. It's been such an incredible journey of learning for all of us and implementing strategies and um, also making the, the impact in such a way that the other stakeholders could actually own that process and accept that that's the new pathway. So there's been a lot of adjustments made across the sector, but we've now finally got it on the ground and we can talk about ACNA, we can talk about you know, my aged care and people are starting to become familiar with this um, process now, whereas before, five years ago, we were still struggling to get this name out, which is my aged care and the new pathways and, and processes, let alone, you know, representing, you know, and influencing those changes. Sue, so, I, um, for our podcast listeners that are very attached to the first bike question, to picture you on your first bike, would you be interested in sharing your first bicycle with us? <laughs> oh, golly. If I told you, I told you I used to go and snatch my brother's bike, which is a big black bike, and, and he was seven years older than me, so he was a tall, lanky guy, and I used to stick my legs through the... Um, the crossbar of the the boy's bike and off I'd ride and trot on uh, was the first way I learned how to ride a bike but I finally got my own bike at about the age of 11 and um, dad painted up the second hand bike and stored it in the neighbour's shed so I finally got it on my birthday which happened to be in this month of December and um, I was I never thought I'd ever get a bike because in those days you know that was a big luxury for a child to have a push bike and um, you know everyone else seems to have big fancy push bikes but I got a lovely hand-painted push bike with my dad and and off I went and yeah that was the only bike I had but um, it enabled me to get out to see a friend that lived locally and you know create my independence. Well Sue I hope this is not the last podcast chat that we have because I have absolutely loved listening to you and thank you so much for your contributions, Sue. Are there any final words you'd like to pass on to our listeners? I think always endear the passion and um, I believe it's not always what you do, it's how you do it. And I think for me that's something I constantly remind myself of because when I walk away and I see how much I've been able to support a client and allow them to see their new journey forward and making a difference. It's, it's, that to me is the, the key to how I approach my vision for the future. It's not always what you do, it's how we do it. Oh, thank you, Sue. And thank you for being an awesome guest. We look forward to our next conversation with you. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you.